from the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut, wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi-weekly-ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. Oh, hello. Thank you, Jim McCarthy. JimMcCarthyVoiceOvers.com for that intro. Last year, I learned how important company culture is. You know the old uh, cheesy saying, happy wife, happy life. Well, a comedian by the name of Jeff Allen thinks he invented the phrase. So does Gavin Rosdale, the guy from Bush. He thinks he invented happy wife, happy life. But it's true, right? We're happier if our spouse is happy. And we're also happier if we're happy at work. And if you're a boss, you're happier if your employees are happy. Life is better when your spouse is happy. Life is better when you have good company culture. Let me tell you how important company culture is. 2020 sucked, for lack of a better word. It was awful. And I won't have to go into all the things that made it awful from, you know, COVID to the election cycle to fires and and just all kinds of other stuff. All terrible, I know. For me, though, personally, the worst thing to happen was on March 10th, my wife was diagnosed with stage three rectal cancer. It was awful. Awful news at an awful time. It was right around lockdown time at the beginning of COVID. It was the week of lockdown here in Connecticut. It was a shock to the system. So the two things I thought of immediately were, is my wife going to be okay? And holy shit, we're going to be going to the doctor a lot in the next year. A lot. And we did, right? We started going to the doctor a lot in March and April. And we started chemotherapy uh, over the summer. She had 12 courses of chemotherapy. No, eight courses. Eight courses? Eight courses of chemotherapy over 12 weeks. Followed by a break. Followed by radiation every day for 28 days. Followed by a surgery at St. Francis Hospital in uh, Long Island on November 30th. Now, at this point, you know, I had been given the leeway to take my wife to the doctor. Not even given the leeway. Take care of your of your family. Do what you got to do. Get your work done. Take care of your wife and your family. Awesome. That's good company culture, right? So then my wife goes to have surgery on November 30th at St. Francis Hospital. And in the middle of the surgery, the surgeon calls me and he says, Matt, you know, we've, we're seeing a couple things, uh, you know, inside um, your wife, and we believe she needs a different kind of surgery that needs to be done at a different hospital. So we're going to finish up this surgery, and then we're going to refer you over to Mount Sinai in Manhattan. Uh, you're going to go there in two days, and you're going to get sur- she's going to get surgery really quickly. And at that point, we knew, you know, okay, we ha- she has stage three rectal cancer. At that point, we knew it was probably worse. Because the surgery and the treatment that we've been working on and planning all year long had just changed right in the middle of the surgery on November 30th. So two days later, we go to Mount Sinai in Manhattan, which is the place to go if you uh, need cancer treatment. The best doctors, the best research. One of the, you know, when when you think of cancer hospitals, you think of Sloan Kettering, you think of Mount Sinai, and you think of St. Jude's. Um, so we're at Mount Sinai and the surgeon, we're meeting with a new surgeon and she says, yeah, you know, this is 
now stage four rectal cancer because it's spread to the spleen and the parts of the abdomen and uh, lymph nodes. And it's in a bunch of different other places in your abdominal area and you need surgery. And this is like on a Wednesday we're there and you need it on Monday. So on Monday, December 7th, which is a week after surgery at St. Francis in Long Island, my wife goes for a seven hour surgery at Mount Sinai. And then she's in the hospital for 10 days. So she comes home in the middle of December and then she literally is bedridden. She just went through a crazy surgery. Shock to the system. Seven hours, major removal of things in her abdomen, tumor, spleen, part of the abdomen wall, lymph nodes. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot. Plus the surgery the, the week before. So bedridden and, um, you know, needs to be taken care of. So, you know, it's the middle of December and I'm getting ready for the holidays. I'm taking care of my wife and I'm taking care of my two kids. And I'm taking care of the sick cat and I'm taking care of everything. And I didn't have to worry about taking care of my work because of the culture at my company. I was, I'm out of vacation days. I've used them all up. You know what happened? My company let me take care of what I needed to take care of at the time, which was my wife and my family. And, you know, in the beginning of this whole thing with the diagnosis back in March around lockdown, I was stressed out about, oh my gosh, I got to go to the doctor. We got to go, you know, there's one hospital's 30 minutes away. The hospital in Long Island's two hours away. The hospital in Manhattan's 90 minutes away. There's a hospital, you know, 10 minutes from our house, but we, you know, that's not the place we got to go all the time. So I was stressed out about how am I going to do my work and how am I going to take care of my wife and my kids? And it wasn't so bad over the summer because we were, she was getting treatment or we were in a regular routine. Okay. On Tuesdays, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to make up for that time by, you know, getting my work done on Wednesdays and Thursdays and da, 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 and the whole thing. And you make it work. Right. Well, then December rolls around multiple surgeries. Uh, my attention was needed 24 seven. I was either at the hospital for eight hours a day in Manhattan, which was an hour and a half drive. So I was literally gone all day, hour and a half there, there for eight hours, hour and a half back, go to sleep, get up, get the kids ready, do it the next day for 10 days. And then my wife comes home and I'm taking care of her and the kids and everything. And the last thing on my mind was work. But a lot of people don't have that luxury. And the reason that I had that luxury was because of the culture at my company. The company culture at my company is unbelievable. Family first. I've had jobs in the past. The job I had before this job, I don't know what my family would have done in this situation. There's no way they would have let me do what I've needed to do this last month or two and the whole year if I still work there. They'd be like, when are you coming back? You don't have any vacation time back. Get back to work. I've had jobs like that. I've been offered to come or applied for have come close to jobs like that. I was afforded the ability to take care of my family during times of trouble. What's the Paul McCartney song? When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, let it be. Yeah. 
I don't know why that popped into my head. And you know what company culture does? You know what it did for me? It breeds loyalty, more loyalty. I'm a loyal guy. I like to work places for a long time. Worked at my last job for seven years. Worked in radio, the same radio group for 15 years. I'm a loyal guy if I'm treated right and I like where I work. And I always intended to be loyal for the company that I work for right now. But you know how much more loyal I want to be now that I was treated the way I was treated over the last year, given the leeway to take care of my family? I checked in with people in the office. I was aware of what was generally aware of what was going on with my clients and my business. But the day-to-day stress, the getting back to emails and responding to phone calls and calling clients and checking in was taken off my shoulders because I had so much more than normal on my shoulders. All the fantastic people that I work with handled that stuff so I could take care of my wife and my kids and my sick cat. And that's so important. I would not have gotten through this last year without the culture at my company. And if you treat your people right, you have good culture at your company, your people will take care of you. I always intended to work for my company for a a long period of time. I've always intended to do do well and excel and kill it for them. Do you know how much more motivated I am to do that now after what happened over the last year? So much more motivated. I worked for a company in the mid-2000s. I was the marketing director for a, a, a mall, largest mall in Connecticut. And the general manager at the mall, there was like five people who ran the mall. It was very small staff. It was me, general manager, the uh, security manager, the facilities manager, and like the housekeeping, you know, the cleaning person. We ran the, the property. The general manager used to, said to me, Matt, you should go to Israel for 10 days as part of this birthright trip. Uh, you know, if you're Jewish under a certain age, it's this company, this organization will pay for a trip to Israel. And I was coming up on the age gap, the, the limit of when you could do that. She was encouraging me to go, encouraging one of five managers of the mall to go to, to go away for two weeks because it had to do with my heritage. That's great company culture. And I've worked for companies where you don't have that. Last company I worked for before I worked here at Silverback Advertising, this never would have worked. Never would have worked. I would have either quit, they would have fired me, or would have had to, I would have had to make a decision that's not fair to make. But the culture in my company allowed me to take care of my family and my wife. And now, you know how much more loyal I am? Even more loyal than I was before. And I have the desire to excel more than I did before. And the desire to kill it and, and do better more than I did before. And that's because of company culture. So if you're listening and you run a company, I hope you take away from this that the culture that you provide your employees might be the most important thing you can do as a boss. And if you're an employee or you're looking for a job or you're thinking of leaving your job or you're thinking of doing something else, what is the culture like where you are? And think about what it may be like where you're going. Because if I was where I used to be, it would have been a whole different thing. Or if I had gotten a job I applied for a couple years ago, it would be a whole different thing. I worked for the right company at the right time. And that's how I got through the last year. 
The recap to that is my wife's doing all right. She's home. She's recovering from surgery. It's a slow recovery. That's a lot of surgery on your body. The body goes into shock and she's recovering slowly, but she's doing better. And we are enrolled in the, um, the monitoring protocol at Mount Sinai where she'll get frequent scans and checks, you know, le- you know, level checks of her blood levels and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and make sure God willing, the cancer does not come back. That's where we're at. And I wouldn't have been able to get through it without the company culture at my company. So thank you to the bosses and all my coworkers at Silverback Advertising because uh, it, 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 I don't know what would have happened last year. So I hope that uh, there's some takeaways here for employees and employers in the automotive industry. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Man, a lot of great topics coming up uh, this year. It's going to be a great year and uh, hopefully it'll be informative, educational, entertaining, all those things for everybody in the automotive industry. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Will we talk about automotive marketing? Mostly. That's why I named it Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. This is the most... Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, Frackle. Come on.